Are you out there doing your best to get on with life? Because, as you already know, it's what you make of your life that really counts. And sometimes having a few shortcuts to help you on your way can be very useful. The NLP Matters podcast might just be the toolbox you need to focus your attention, your effort, your drive onto what really does make the difference. Built on the foundation of neuro-linguistic programming, the NLP Matters podcast offers proven recipes you can use to create and sustain your life your way. G'day and welcome to the NLP Matters podcast. I'm your host, Joe Clark, and it's really cool to be back. Today I'm going to follow on from our previous podcast episodes where with a focus on the be, do, have model from NLP. These, this model really does give us the three essential keys that we need to focus on and be clear about if we really hope to achieve success in our lives and get the lives we want to have. So today I'm going to drill into a bit more detail around the be and the do part of this model. What I find with a lot of people that with the being part in particular, they have kind of flipped it. So rather than human beings, they've become human doings. Now, we know when we are a human doing because our focus is always on the activities, doing, 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 and we're very busy. So have you ever had those conversations with people? How are you going? Oh, I'm very busy. And it's almost like busyness becomes part of the person's identity. It certainly gives them a lot of significance and perhaps meaning in their life. Similarly, at times when they perhaps can't do as much as they want to be able to do, they almost go into a bit of a slump where they suddenly feel as though their self-worth or their um, worthiness as a person is declined because there's so many things that they haven't got done. Again, at this particular time on the planet where the coronavirus is uh, making its presence felt, a lot of people are confronting this conflict between human doing and human being. So we've seen that evidence with people running out and stocking up on things like toilet paper or in America the guns or other staples, for example, and stockpiling it as if almost as if the more I do now, the safer I'll be later. So the focus is on you know, what What do I have to have to survive, which presupposes that their survival is being threatened by the fact that they can't do what they would normally do. So they're doing something abnormal rather than focusing on who do I need to be in this crisis. So when people get stuck into human doing, when you see that happening, for instance, in a profession or in a business, You'll see people working, 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 excessive hours, never having boundaries perhaps around their work or just never stopping. So the idea of stopping is 
It's as if something has to be broken in order for them to stop. And quite often, the only time these people do stop is if they have some sort of illness or disease. So in other words, there is something that's broken and then they are forced into a situation where they have to stop doing and they need to just focus on their being for a while until they recover. So similarly to this virus epidemic going around the globe, people are being put into isolation at home. And in that situation, they've got ample opportunity to be rather than do. And you'll see on social media lots of lists circulating about all the things you can do to keep yourself busy (laughs) whilst you're at home being. (laughs) So ironically, I think as a precursor to the coronavirus, there's been a bit of an epidemic around human doing rather than human being. The question you need to ask yourself when you're engaged in doing, doing, doing all the time is really, is this sustainable? And how does it relate to your definition of yourself as a person? So who are you actually being when you're busy all the time? Quite often we'll hear people say things like, oh, I will be happy when I have and insert whatever it is they want to have. So it's almost like the person that they're being is a person who is waiting to experience happiness. Or they might say, if I could just do this, I would be happy. So then the person they're being is a person who is waiting till they have some capability or they can actually do something before they can be happy. The question you want to ask yourself is, who are you going to be? So when we look at this model, you can almost flip it and you can say, okay, we've focused on what we're going to have. We talked about that in the last episode and hopefully you've come up with some really clear outcomes that you want to achieve and define them using sensory-specific information. So that brings us now to what is it that you are going to do and who is it that you need to be in order to be able to deliver on that outcome that you've specified. Again, if we look at children, and as I've said before, I spend quite a bit of time watching Killian on his journey of learning as a nearly two-and-a-half-year-old, very, very busy learning, but also spending a lot of time just being and, you know, not having an awareness of being judged or being watched or no self-consciousness around that. Rather, he is being a learner. So maybe that's something that's useful to consider. Am I being a learner? What would be the attributes of being a learner? What characteristics does a learner have? And when we look at our young children, we can definitely see characteristics that they display as learners. So they have that insatiable curiosity and they take on board feedback. So if, it, if it's not working, they definitely are looking at adapting what they're doing in order to get the result. And they're totally and absolutely determined to achieve the outcome as well. Perhaps what we could add that maybe they're not so good at adding it is also an overlay of ecology. So we might want to look at what we're doing in order to achieve something 
and think about it in terms of the ecology of it. How does that impact on me as a person, who I'm being, and how does it impact on others? And is it sustainable? Is it good for me, good for the others, and good for the greater good? Is a kind of a shortcut ecology check that we could be running as we pursue our activities, the things we're going to do, and become the person we've decided we want to be. When you defined your outcome, when you spent the time really getting into the sensory-specific information around the outcome you want to achieve, part of that is then sitting back and going, well, who do I need to be in order to have that outcome? So, for example, in business, if someone has a business vision and they've you know, spent a bit of time considering about what is the vision for my business, what is the results I want to produce – then they also need to think about who do I need to be in order to achieve that? Because if you continue being, for instance, the technician in your business, so you're working hands-on in your business, and yet you're endeavouring to build a business that is one that is bigger than just you, you may need to start thinking about who do I need to be if I step back from hands-on work? So do I need to be a manager in my business Or do I need to be a director in my business? Do I need to be an entrepreneur in order to build this successful business? And you're coming up with new ideas about who you need to be in order to have the results you want to have. Part of what you do once you're clear about who you need to be is try and work out, well, how do I become someone that I'm not yet? And that's where, from an NLP perspective, we would say it's time to look at getting some really great models. So you find people who have the outcomes that you want to have and you study them. Now, that might be because you may may be able to sit down and interview them or talk to them. You may be able to read books about them or listen to podcasts or watch videos about them. However it is, you want to access them as models as much as you can. So that way you can be clear about who you're becoming as a person in pursuit of the outcome you've decided you want to have. And then we've also got to look at what you're doing. Now, sometimes people are so committed to doing what they're doing that they forget to notice if what they're doing actually is getting them closer to the outcome they want or is it just taking them off on some other pathway. When our focus is purely and solely on the doing, the process even, that we're using to do things, it's easy to lose sight of whether in fact this process or this activity that we're investing time and energy into is in fact getting us closer to our goal. As a coach, I found a lot of the time business owners in particular become very attached to how things are done. They want things done the way they do them. And they think that's a standard in their business. They think it's like a um, a gold star standard if how they do things can be replicated. When in fact, it is true that sometimes how I did things as a business owner could be holding back my team because they might have better ideas about how to do things. So even when we're immersed in doing, 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 it's important that we lift our head up and focus on 
what we want to have as our outcome. Are you on track or are you off track? Is what you're doing getting you closer to the outcome you want to achieve or not? Because if it's not, it's time to change what you're doing. And again, that brings us back to who are you being? Because if you're being a person with behavioral flexibility, you're adapting so that you focus your activities on achieving the outcome rather than focusing solely on the inputs, then you're much more able to build the success that you want to have, whether that be in your business or in your life. So think about modeling those young kids because anything you do should take you closer to your result. And if it doesn't, you need to ask yourself the question, why am I doing that? Make sure that what you do aligns with you and with others in terms of your values and beliefs. So there's a congruence there between who you're being, what you're doing, and what you get to have. And then you'll be well on your pathway to success. Be, do, have, it's an awesome model. And in our next episode, I'll give you an overview of the model and a wrap-up of everything we've covered so far. So keep being awesome, and I'll speak to you next time. Wow, thanks for showing up and listening in. We would love to hear from you. Send your thoughts, ideas or questions via email to joanne at destinypursuit.com.au. Now it's time to take today's recipe out into your own life. Notice the differences that show up as you apply it. We'd love to hear how you are progressing with your new approach.